www.org slash comedy clubhouse or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. End of time Long as stars are in the blue Long as there's a spring of bird to sing I'll go on loving Welcome, everybody. It's time for the happy hour and the happiest of hours till the end of time. We're bringing you stand-up open mic comedy on Fridays from 6 to 8 p.m. Yay! Uh, we have a big lineup tonight. We're going to get to it. Please enjoy the sultry, dulcet sounds of pop songs from the 40s. Until we get back, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. and We've got a bunch of comics ready to make you laugh, motherfuckers. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. I'll be there for you to care for you. dance number here because that's what your first comedian's going to do. He's going to make your soul dance and uh, make you laugh and prance around with glee because he is uh, a funny, funny comedian and we are ready for him to make you laugh right now. So clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Ashton Tate. What's happening? We're all doing this, guys. And girls, we're all doing this. What is up? My name's Ashton. I'll get started. I know we've got important things to do tonight. Uh, I started building a home gym. Not going great so far because all I have is just a naked man who walks around my house. Got to get that locker room. Uh, it's cool. I realized um, I've never bought a gift for a girl that's so good that I had to close her eyes before she saw it. Uh, you know, I feel like it sets the standards pretty high. You can't be like, don't look, babe, because it's a gift card. Yeah, can't take it back. I just, I don't know. I, I think money helps a lot of things. Like, my dad bought a gift for his uh, fiance because they walked by a uh, jewelry store. She, he saw her looking at the thing, and then he went back and bought it for her. She was totally surprised. I mean, can you be that surprised? You, you were looking at it. But um, for me... I, the closest I've come to doing that was when my girlfriend was asleep in the car and she woke up and I was like, hey, you remember looking out the window? So you look at that Sears. Yeah. So got you something from there. Uh, it's not as sexy. I don't know. I would uh, like to get bondage, though. That'd be a cool. I'm just kidding. I don't I'm not really that into bondage, uh, mainly because it seems like you're either in it or you're not. You know, there's no like way to ease into it. You can't just like you can't like have your shoes on and have them tied together, you know. It's not, it doesn't count. Uh, I don't know. But 
I do think that a sign of being a mature adult is when you're watching a movie and a sex scene happens and you don't immediately think of different camera angles, you know? You're like, I'm okay with the scene, the next scene being them at a coffee shop. That's fine. Don't need a pizza delivery guy here. You can just keep on doing what you're doing. Very nice. Um, went to Subway recently. I don't know about you guys, but I always get my sandwich toasted. Uh, I realize, though, that whenever it's getting toasted, there's not much else that the sandwich maker can do, you know? All we do is kind of look at one another, and uh, there's not much to talk about because we just met. So that's why I decided to start telling the sandwich maker a little bit about myself as I'm ordering. That way, they'll we'll have something to discuss. You know, I'll walk up to the little thing, and I'll be like, hey, my name's Ash, and I'll get the wheat. And when I was 18, I thought I lost my virginity. Turns out I don't think I counted because uh, I faked my orgasm. So let's get turkey. And uh, when I was, uh, I actually kept doing that, Paul. And in my middle to early 20s, kept having these drunken one-night stands, faking the orgasm, not like they do it on TV. And uh, yep, okay, let's get Swiss. And when I was 26, I finally had my first real one. And I could feel like I could stop questioning my sexuality. So yeah, I guess I'll get it toasted. And then, uh, and then I looked at the guy in line behind me, and I'm like, good luck following that. Good luck following that. Um, what else is there going on with me? Uh, not much. You'd think there'd be more. I I don't know. I've never been the type of guy to see a couple arguing and being like, whoa, trouble in paradise. Never never said that. Because to me, the only places I see arguments happening are where it's it makes sense, you know? Like if I see a couple at a Waffle House, I'm not going to think like, oh, this is paradise. This is uh, this is expected of the Waffle House. That's that makes complete sense. <sighs> um, I do like what else is there? Um, I feel like I realize that uh, the the look that you make when some when you realize your uh, Uber driver pulled up is like the same look that you make when you meet someone for the first time on Tinder. You know, you like look at them and they're like ah, and then it's very it's very romantic. I don't know. Okay, I'll get out of here because the thing's going. Um, I like, uh, I'm a big uh, movie guy. I was watching, uh, one of my favorites is James Bond. I like the James Bond series. Uh, every time, every year, there's like a new rumor that supposedly James Bond will retire and they'll like replace him. And uh, recently there was, there was a rumor that they were going to replace him with a, a black actor. And, um, you know, I'm totally cool with that, but it does seem... I don't know, it just seems a little strange. Like, how am I supposed to believe that James Bond is, like, jumping over trains, shooting in gunfights, and breaking through glass windows in, like, a suit that's a rental, you know? It's very... Okay. All right, that's my time. Thank you so much. My name's Ashton. Please have a great night. Ashton, take it, everyone. You get to see him now before he's famous. Aren't you lucky, you assholes? Uh, because he'll be on, you know, I can, I can totally see him on his own, uh, what's it called, sitcom or a thing. It's like, what happened to Ashton? <laughs> or whatever. All right, I don't know what it'll be. He's, cl he's more clever than I am, so he'll feel come out. But I mean, like, what happened to him, but, like, what happened to him, like, during that day when weird things happened to him on the street or whatever, and he, he's confronted with prostitution at, like, 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. You know, that kind of shit. Your next comedian is probably constantly... <laughs> accosted by prostitutes uh he is a funny man you guys sometimes he wears funny gold pants put your hands together for marty cunny they weren't funny they were sexy um 
It's kind of my attention uh, that I look old, look a lot older than I am. A lot of people ask me, you know, they, when they get around to ask me like how old I am, it's always kind of a surprised look on their face. But that's only because they haven't been talking to me for more than about 10 minutes because then they'll, you know, you'll see how immature I am as soon as you like, really get into a conversation with me. But that's been a problem with me, this whole age difference thing. I've looked like this, like pretty much since I was 14 years old. And that's way too early to look like this. And I don't think it'd be less of a problem if I looked like an older, distinguished gentleman. No, I look like this since I was 14 years old. Which is a real problem, because when I was uh, in middle school and high school, I had the great idea to uh, take clothes out of lost and found and wear them around, which had the side effect of making me look like a homeless person. Again, at 14 years old. That's too early to start looking like, a, like an actual bum. So by the time I got to college, or by the time I, sorry, not college, like I was a senior in high school, I kind of cleaned up my act, started wearing, dressing a little more normally. And then everyone just thought like, oh yeah, who the fuck is this really old dude? Not, just not a bum anymore, great. It's like, why is, uh, I, you don't look like, it's hard to be in high school when you don't look like you're allowed within 300 feet of a high school. You know, it's tough, it's tough at that age. Um, now, speaking of bondage, you know, I was thinking to myself through the days, I really wish I had more fetishes. Like, in this city, like, this is like the, one of the best places, like, communities to indulge all these weird, crazy things that people get into. I'm like a, I mean, fairly vanilla guy overall. Like, yeah, sure, I'll choke the shit out of you or whatever, but that's, that's like pretty regular, you know? That's not, that's vanilla in the San Francisco scene. How do you develop a fetish, you know? You gotta like look, like, you can't just like go out and like have some weird pervert thing happen to you. That had to happen when you were like six or seven. You had to have some like weird memory you gotta go back into. Like, by the time you're like 14, like, you're getting about there. That's your cutoff. Like, you'll never, you'll, you'll, you're set with those fetishes for the rest of your life. Like, that time you saw like Pam Anderson like eating grapes, you're like, fuck, no, I love grapes. Like, <laughs> I'm a fucking grape. How do you fuck a grape? They're too small. Um, yeah, it's weird. And um, I don't know. I, I, tried to, I tried to change it up a little bit when I was, when I was younger. I was like, all right. You know, I was, I was very reticent about, you know, being with girls in their period. I was like, I'm going to get over this right now. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm not only going to get over it. I'm going to get into it. Because it actually kind of happened on accident, to be honest. I didn't really plan this out. Me and this girl were, uh, you know, real drunk going at it. And uh, I was uh, going down on her, and I saw what I thought was a piece of paper on her vagina. And I said, hey, whatever, you know, pieces of paper you get in your vagina sometimes. And I went to remove it with my teeth, and it was the string to a tampon. And I subsequently looked like I had just fucking pulled it like a Lestat. Like, I was just like, ha! And, I'll never, and I think that I... Um, now I have like a sexual thing for pennies, because um, that 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 taste will never fucking leave me. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> you guys ever read uh, Yelp reviews for places that wouldn't really you wouldn't really normally get go to Yelp for? I like looking at Yelp reviews for prison. I think they're the best Yelp reviews you're gonna find out there. Um, because they're the best. Because people have the weirdest complaints. It's like who still uses corded phones? Some guys get real excited about it, like, listen, this is a great place to get away from the wife for a weekend. <laughs> or some guys are like, the place was awesome, 
the people were cool, the drugs were great, but it was a total sausage fest. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. That's my time. Marty Connie, checking out jails near you, just in case he has to go to one soon. I hope that doesn't happen. Maybe if you shave the beard, you won't look like such a homeless person. Your next comedian is not here. Uh, I was actually bummed because the next comedian, you were talking about fetishes, and this next comedian has a lot of fetishes. Ken Suzuki isn't here yet, is he? Like, you can't even clap for him because he asks you to tie one hand behind your back to yourself, and then he wants to, like, mouth fuck you with a gun. That's, those are Ken Suzuki's jokes. Yay! But he's not here! Yay! Uh, either is either is your next comedian ex-alcoholic Matthew Banks I'm sure he I'm just practicing right now for the roast later I'm sorry you guys I'm just trying to be mean I'm like the nicest person alive but I'm like trying to get mean for the 8 o'clock hour yeah this next shithead actually uh, my favorite one of my favorite shitheads just walked in the door and uh, Stefan you have some fans actually at the back patio of Benders that want to do a show specifically with um your alter ego, um, uh, uh, help me. I can't even, now I'm blanking. Or Werner Herzog. They were like, he does a Werner Herzog impression? Who is this guy? I'm like, and he's on the autistic spectrum. They're like, no, I need to, we have to book. I want to listen to him for 60 minutes. I want to hang out with this guy. I got to know. They were really excited about the Werner Herzog thing. Your next comedian doesn't do a Werner Herzog thing, and uh, I'm really excited because we have two ladies on the bill tonight, or three. We have three on the bill tonight out of the sausage fest that is here, and this is our first lady of the night. If you don't clap, I'll slap the dick out of your mouth, you assholes. Uh, everybody, it's a Adele! <laughs> Happy Transgender Day, right? I'm not transgender, but I feel we should celebrate. Um, On that note, though, I was thinking, and I'm only going to do this on this, my bit on this, I, I was thinking about men and women. And what fascinates me is we're around for more than 60,000 years, guys, and we still haven't figured out how a man works if you're a woman and how a woman works if you're a man. It's not like it's two years. It's like 60,000 years, okay? And we still don't know shit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pretend that I'm a man and uh, uh, this is what came out of this exercise. Um, Because one of the things you have to know, this is true, by the way, I learned this recently, this is not a joke, but when a man hears a sentence, they're immediately gonna think about hierarchy, right? Yeah, right? And if a a woman hears a sentence, she's immediately thinking about connections. So this is when a man ups the other and we're rolling our eyes, really what they're doing is they're doing what they're supposed to do. So interesting fact uh, for for nothing but... um, Anyway, yeah, cool. All right, but uh, so me, me being a me being a me a dude, uh, guys, I met this met this super cool guy, um, and I'm really into him. So I think I'm gonna send him a vagina pic. <laughs> uh, got a real big one too. You know, I don't want to brag, but it's you know it's like 30 inches, so <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, hey, that's a real vagina move, dude. Don't do that. <laughs> Um, uh, you're not a real woman, 
see, this, this, this is where it, where it doesn't work. If somebody told another woman, you're not a real woman, like dudes tell themselves, you're not a real man, I'd be like, all right, you want to see my tampon next month? Uh, I'm a fucking woman. For some things, it doesn't work. Um, cool. Um, <laughs> what else? What else? What? Uh, uh, this is this is it. I still have to work on that bit. Um, uh, and I'm gonna leave you with this. How many minutes do I have? Like two or three? Okay, cool. I was uh, walking. I was on a walk with my mom the other day. And it had rained, so snails had come out. And I love animals, so I was, you know, walking around them, not to crush them. And after two minutes, my mom was like, oh, fuck it. And she's like, crush, crush, crushing the snails. And that's how I learned that snails come out when it rains. <laughs> Those are my absurdist jokes. <laughs> how, how, you like them? Or, or this one. Have you ever thought of this? Are white people in Africa called people of no color? <laughs> I mean, they have to have a name. So <laughs> All right. Or assholes. We don't know. I'm. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm going to try this new. But I'm freezing my eggs uh, because I'm kind of thinking of having a baby. Yeah, yeah, uh, and my my problem is I don't I kind of don't want to have a baby. I'm like a dude in that way. I kind of want to have a baby right over there, and I think what scares me most is birth. And people say, oh, birth is not that bad. You know, as soon as you have the baby on your belly, you're gonna forget about all the pain. And I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> I will give this fucker because he just caused me all that pain the shittiest name I can possibly come up with. So he's going to spell it for the rest of his, his life. No? <laughs> I'm still going to do it. And every birthday, I'm going to go, you want a present for mommy? How about you give mommy a present? Cool. That's, that's new joke. So thanks for listening. Cool. Annika We should tell you she's German. <laughs> You got to preface those absurdist jokes with the German thing. <laughs> I love I love absurdism though. It's like it's like Dada all over again. It's like it's a, it was a fun movement that preceded surrealism. Anyways, your next comedian just walked in the door, and uh, he's the one I was talking about earlier that wants that doesn't want you to clap because he wants to tie your hands behind your back uh, and maybe put some duct tape on your mouth. Uh, and then do, I don't even know what unspeakable things he wants to do to people. If you want to talk about fetishes, this is the guy to do it with. Everybody, Ken Suzuki! Thank you. Pam, I'm really, that was a beautiful intro. It really was. I'm loving the incorporation of the new prop you have here as well. So now we can discuss my fetishes and I can look even more creepy <laughs> as we continue this. You know, it's not just fetishes I've been studying lately. I've been trying to study the history of a lot of things. For example, I've gotten really into the dark arts, uh, or as I call them, the Harlem Renaissance. And, uh, you know, it's just, you, certain catchphrases have been ruined throughout history, you know? 
Uh, Hitler ruined some perfectly good ones. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm at work and I propose a solution, I expect it to be final. <laughs> like, can't use that pitch anymore. Cannot use that pitch anymore. It's the first time for everything, Pam. Yeah, well, anyway. Got puns really stuck in my head. I can't seem to break that. For example, like, I don't know, like, is it really a hate crime if you love to commit it? And see, that's what I mean. Just can't get them out of my head. These are the things that go through it. I always have wondered um, if Trump would be a more popular president if he had said, grab them by the means of production, which it kind of did. But it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Which is funny because politically, I've got to find a way to tie this into beers. Miller is considered, High Life is considered the champagne of beers, which is perfect for me because politically I consider myself to be more of a High Life capitalist than a champagne socialist. You know, the evil laugh makes that joke feel less terrible, you know, and... Suicide. Say what you want about it. It's always an option. Probably should have started with the autoerotic asphyxiation joke, but I've never been able to write a good sex joke to completion. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Not a bad way to go out. When you think about it, not really not. Why not end your life on a high note? Come as you go. The silence makes this feel more like the Zen of comedy. I really should talk about fetishes, shouldn't I? It's really funny, though, when you go back and you study ancient texts, and you, you'll be surprised at the things you find. Uh, for example, uh, apparently Confucius was the first one to say, uh, no matter the color, if the pussy is right, we all come white. And I guess that makes sense, being that he's a Chinaman, because when you look at their ancient symbols, look at the yin-yang sign. It's just the interracial 69. I mean, really. It was the Prophet Muhammad, though, that really got me. Peace be upon him. That really surprised me. Uh, found ancient texts, these 14 words. Well, we must secure the existence of our people and the future of white children. Islam is intense. It's a very intense religion, folks. I had no idea those were his words. David Lane is a plagiarist. <laughs> Red pill yourselves. Thank you. Ken Suzuki, everyone. Great set from Ken Suzuki tonight. Really stellar, stellar work. He just chilled out, and he told a TED Talk on fetishism, and we all ate a dog and sinker. Yay. Yay. Uh, 
you know, I don't think foot fetishism is a problem because every bitch loves to get her feet rubbed. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, even even Quentin Tarantino knew it back in 1992. We all know what a foot rub means. Come on. That's why in the Bible, when they say that they lay at the feet of somebody or they wash their feet with their hair, you know what they're talking about? Talk about blowjobs. All right, your next comedian might or might not talk about blowjobs. Everybody, it's Matthew Banks. I can talk about getting blown. Why not? Mm. Yeah, I have no material on that, unfortunately. No blowjob jokes. That's what every comedian needs. It's a fucking blowjob joke. You know what I mean? That's what I need. I need to have it happen before I can tell a joke about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man, it's been a weird day. Uh, people telling me secrets. I don't like secrets. Like, don't give me that fucking burden. Like, I, you know, if you're going to tell me a secret, or, or like, especially when somebody tells you a secret and then they tell you it's a secret... You're like, you just gave me some juicy gossip and now I got to keep it to myself? Fuck you. This is your fault. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not holding it in. You know what I mean? Fuck that. You know, you know who can keep a secret better than anybody? Serial killers. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I just, I'm blown away at the humility of these guys. Like how they can, I mean, that's why they get caught is eventually after years and years and years, they just fucking burst and they just have to tell somebody like all this fucking genius murder that's been going on for fucking decades. And then eventually they just, they pop, you know? So I'm, I mean, I feel like you could tell a serial killer like more than you could tell your priest. I really do. I, I don't know. I want to interview a serial killer. I really do. I think we could relate on many levels. <laughs> Trying to figure out why. <laughs> Make this joke continue. I like to like bring up ideas with no punchline. It's fun. That's how I. <laughs> that's how I write jokes. Let me just say some outlandish shit and then hope something comes later. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even. I forgot to record this, so this is basically useless. Oh yeah, it's right. No, it's right. <laughs> right, right. It's like now everyone can hear me bomb. Not just, not just me. Good, good. I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like salads are like the. Uh, uh, they're like they're like hand jobs. Uh, I don't know. It's like if you're feeling like you're not going to catch a disease. You know what I mean? Like it's a healthier alternative, but God damn it. Like it takes forever and ever. It's like, it's like the last option. And then like, unless it's like followed by something better, like why would you even bother? You know, the only thing that makes both of them decent is oil. <laughs> I mean, that's, I don't know. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to do more on the eating thing. I, Oh God. I got a weird energy going today, guys. You guys are lucky. Uh, damn, I only got a minute. Uh, there was one other thing I wanted to get across. Hmm. I don't know. So, thank God it's the weekend. You know how we, it's like, the, I took a nap like two hours ago, and I still have not w woken up. 
I'm still just like out of it. Yeah, man. There's nothing better than a work nap. <laughs> so you know what? Fuck this. I have my own office. I'm going to sleep under my desk. You know? And I work on piano, so I'll just tape my arm to the bottom of it so it looks like I'm working on it. I know. It's genius. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. No. Surprise, surprise. Matthew Banks doesn't eat salads. Matthew Banks, everyone. Yay. I'm sorry. I'm practicing for the roast. I'm practicing for the roast. Clearly, you eat salad otherwise. I just, I, well, I try not to follow people into the bathroom here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, there's matches up at the top, too, if anybody worries about it. If you eat too much salad, there's always matches. Your next comedian. What a lovely lady. Uh, I'm really excited. If she really wants to be booked on the show on the 15th, I would love you to be booked on that show, the dating show. If you're willing to do it, I would love to have you on it. Oh, good. You posted it. Yeah, good. Perfect. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't check it because I don't have a smartphone, but I'm so excited that we did this live on the air. Uh, but I'm going to add you to the thing. Everybody, you're going to enjoy your jokes so much. Everybody, Sabrina Miller. So, uh, happy National Transgender Day of Visibility, everybody. No, actually, you know what? Why did, why did, I, why did I use the word happy? It's... It's not like it's fucking St. Patrick's Day and everybody celebrates and wears like pins with kiss me, I'm trans or shit like that and you go out and you get wasted. Um, it, it should be stated as a fact. It's transgender day, uh, it's National Transgender Day of Visibility and that's it. So actually that's why I didn't take the bus today. I just, I just walked around the city and uh, just trying to be more visible. Didn't really work. I'm a little too passable. That was the problem. I need to wear a shirt like N- Natasha Muse, because like her, you like little, uh, her shirt like reads transsexual and it's got the little um, transformer symbol on there, which is really fucking, I think I needed to do that. That's what was missing. That's, people weren't staring enough, so. <laughs> so this is a really important week for me. Uh, today marks the 38th anniversary of coming out of my mother's vagina. Yeah, <laughs> good day and uh, my God, like, I can't believe I'm almost 40. It's like crawling towards me like a fucking muni bus in rush hour. It, it'll get there eventually. And, um, fuck, I, you know, there's no escaping it. March 31st, 1979. Whereas my mom refers to it, oh, honey, it's a boy. Our family is complete. We got a little girl and a little boy now, so. Little did they know. But come on, I was born on National Transgender Day of Visibility. Mom, Dad, are you really surprised? How about all the red flags growing up, like playing with my sister's dolls and shit? Come on. Denial. Denial, as I say, is not just a river in Egypt. Do-do-do. All right. Oh, what else? So, you know, actually, a lot of people are surprised when I tell them I'm 38. Uh, you know, they say, you know, Sabrina, you don't, you don't look 38. So do I look 38? So, all right, so how old do I look? Just, it's okay, it's okay. I won't smack you. No, 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 no. This is how the judge, trust me, it, it works. I'm getting to the point. So a lot of people say I look 25 or 27. That's the point. And, and not just guys who are trying to get into my panties. And the reason is, I have a secret. I have a secret to youthful skin in your late 30s. You want to hear it, guys? Yes. All right, I'm going to tell you, all two of you who haven't heard it before. Uh, step one, be born in the wrong body. 
Now that is a very important first step. Step two is like super easy. You know, you just marinate in the gender dysphoria for, for a while. Because there is nothing like a daily depression facial for about a quarter century to help avoid those unsightly laugh lines and crow's feet. Yeah, that's right. Poor woman's facial. Because apparently a shit ton of depression is worth about three units of Botox. The more you know, now you know that. So my skin is like 20-something. It's like butter, like Barbara. But uh, the thing is, though, my boobs, and th this is one of the biggest perks, my, the girls are only like three years old. Because I started transitioning four years ago. Actually, like today marks like the four-year anniversary. And my vagina is even younger. So my pre-K accessories put me in a very unique position. Uh, like if one of my girlfriends asked me like how one of my hot dates went, I can be like, well, uh, we went to a really nice restaurant and we really hit it off and then we went back to his place. And, you know, like one thing led to another and uh, it's like, oh my God, I never knew statutory rape could be like this. <laughs> Think about it, it is statutory rape experience with penis going into kind of a preschool aged vagina. <laughs> and that's, that's when they walked in, that's what they heard. Kind of, did I, did I just hear the horn? All right, because like, okay. All right, what do I want to end on? Um, so I was using the new bathroom on the concourse level at the Westfield Mall. And uh, it's really beautiful, pristine tile and, and uh, you know, everything really nice and gleaming. And uh, as usual, women's bathroom on the right, men's bathroom on the left. And I'm waiting in line and I'm, I'm like, something's kind of different here. There is no wall. The only divider was a line of sinks. It was like his and her sinks, right? And I'm thinking, you know, I'm really uncomfortable because when I'm in the stall, any guy can just walk back and uh, walk by and kind of peer in. And I'm like, you know, I'm feeling so uncomfortable. I'm going to go upstairs after this. I'm going to fill out a complaint card. And then I'm thinking, it's like, yeah, way to go, Westfield. Fuck Trump. That's right. Fuck him for uh, repealing the transgender bathroom guidelines. And here's another bonus. Forget dating apps. This is like a new place to meet. Uh, I mean, think about it. Like engagement parties are never going to be the same. It's like, oh, oh, Arlene, uh, you know, tell the story how, of how you and Bob met. And she's like, well, I had one, one too many mo uh, mochas, and Bob had too much Indian food. And like, if it wasn't for his irritable bowel center, I'm like, oh my God, I don't think we ever would have met. <laughs> All right, my name's Sabrina Miller. That's been my Transtastic set. Back to your fabulous host. Trans Day of Visibility, Sabrina Miller being funny no matter what if it's cis lady or lady lady or she's lady yay sabrina miller yay yay i don't i don't know why anybody would want to be a lady because it's one of those weird things like where a man makes a decision people just do it and when a woman makes a decision they form a committee so i don't know why you want to join us on that of no one listening to you it's great your next comedian has a beard which means he looks important everybody he looks like he knows what he's saying about stuff you're gonna love him everybody it's ian levy do i do i look like i'm important pam with a beard or i feel like i'm the same as everyone in san francisco i just look like i tell people i'm important like everyone with a beard in san francisco someone the other day actually said to me someone the other day said uh, you look like you're really good at stilts. <laughs> Which I, it's frustrating uh, because I don't know what it means. 
and yet I feel it's accurate. I feel I feel like I do look like I would be good at stilts. <laughs> it's a weird. I think people say weird things. I heard a guy the other day. Uh, I heard this rap song uh, with a line that went like this. It went, uh, "Bitch, I'm a pimp. I don't talk to no hoes." Bitch, I'm a pimp. I don't talk to no hoes. Which seems like a weird thing to say. Uh, Because as a pimp, surely one of your many responsibilities is talking to hoes. I mean, that's just a bad employee-employer relationship. Communication is the foundation to success, people. I don't... I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. I had a, um, I had a weird ex- experience recently. I was at a, um, I was at like a dance club kind of thing. I was on one side of the club, and there's this guy on the other side of the club, and the guy kind of like motioned over to me, and I just gave him a quick like, oh no no, and he uh, kept motioning over to me, and I think he just thought I was shy and didn't want to dance with him, and I couldn't communicate, you know, like, so I'm not gay, but more power to you if you are, there's nothing wrong with that, it's just not my particular cup of tea, but I didn't know how to communicate across this dance floor, because I can't just yell, like, I'm not gay, like, (laughs) that's not a good look, but it's also hard to yell a more nuanced opinion, be like, Okay. It's hard to yell that over Destiny's Child. So it's weird. I'm a um I'm I'm a single person. I'm single. Uh it's tough. I don't think I like being single anymore because I don't like I have I have really horrible thoughts about women I wanna I wanna date, you know, because I'll see like these nice attractive women. I haven't done anything wrong, just perfectly good, you know, people walking down the street. I'll just think the worst, you know, I'll just think, huh. Oh, I hope she's lonely. <laughs> I hope she has no one to hold her tight and tell her everything is going to be okay. <laughs> you know, like, I want to fill that lonely void, but ha- happy women do nothing for me. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, it's sad, but it's a, it's a weird, a weird world we live in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely. I want real love. Has anyone here... Has anyone here ever had real love? You think? Maybe? Yeah, some people. That's good. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it. I don't think I'm even asking for that much. Like, I just want a real connection. So I, all I want in this world, you know, it's like someone to hold my hand and like watch subtitled movies with me <laughs> and have big old titties. Big old. (laughs) Big old titties. Like. I can't help but feel uh, you're not picturing big enough. Like, I, I want her to have back pain. 
big, big old, big old titties. Like, I'm a reasonable guy. Why can't I find love? I don't know what's, what's wrong with me. I think that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. Ian Levy, everyone. He's a simple man. He just wants big old titties. That's it. It's easy. Come on. Ladies, what are you doing? Uh, I unfortunately got a book when I was in seventh grade, and it was called Small Breasted Women Have Big Hearts. And it was a joke book that my friend gave to me. And I'll never forget, there's one page where it says... You know you have small old titties when you try to stick a pencil underneath and the pencil falls away. You know that your boobs are big when they can hold a pencil. I've never been able to hold a pencil. I'm 42 years old. I still can't hold a pencil with my tiny little sad boobies, sad sappy triangles. If I could only be a real woman and hold a pencil with my boobs. All right, your next comedian is a really funny guy. Can I borrow that pen? He's a really, I, let me take the pen out of my boobs. No, I can put it in my bra or behind my ear, but I cannot give him a pen. Your next comedian, though, boy, oh boy, we've got someone who wants to see him do a 16-minute set. They're going to go to his house. They're going to stalk him. They want to do, they want a special, special one-on-one show with Werner Herzog, but he isn't Werner Herzog. He's a hilarious comedian of his own right. Everybody put your hands together for Stefan Massey. Pam, I, I got to tell you, you, you're giving me like the biggest incentive to never go to Benders again. Um, <laughs> I'm, oh man, I'm, uh, I got work in the morning and I'm wiped. But anyway, uh, I'm, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, that's my job. I deliver weed. Um, I'm not doing those jokes tonight, though. Uh, I'm sad that Matthew just went outside because he was talking about his napping during work proclivities, and I myself have taken many a nap in the men's bathroom on my on my lunch breaks. Um, back when I used to be a corporate slave over in the FIDI. Um <laughs> I. Uh, uh, did anyone, uh, it was a couple months ago, but does anyone remember there were a lot of um, Kia commercials during the Super Bowl? And, and I like, does anyone here drive a Kia? Does anyone here know anyone that drives a Kia? Okay, see? See what I'm talking about? There we go. That's the best response I've had. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> a Kia is a car. It's a kind of car. And it was just funny to me because I had recently driven in, in one for the first time, I think, ever, uh, when I got a ride from uh, an Uber. And uh, at the time, I was actually looking for a car, and I was telling her, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to find what I'm looking for in the price range I want. And she was uh, Ukrainian, and, and she's like, why don't you buy Kia? Kia is good. Kia is very reliable. It, it, it gets 300,000 miles for the engine. You buy a Kia, you pay it off in three months working for Uber. You buy, yes, buy Kia. Uh, <laughs> that was, yeah. Uh, we spent the rest of the car ride talking about her dog, uh, Siberian Husky. Uh, which is kind of stereotypical, but uh, that's a good-ass dog. I fucking love dogs, guys. I mean, I don't, I don't know any decent person that doesn't. I could talk about dogs for forever. It wouldn't be funny, but I could talk about them. Uh, actually, um, I saw a little while ago, I saw a dog in a car. The owner was had the presence of mind to roll down the window, and uh, the dog uh, had sunglasses on. It was a big, really friendly-looking dog, but then in the window next to it, they had put up a sign that said, beware of dog. Like, y- you can't do up your pet like that and expect that I'm going to beware. I don't, when I see a sign like that, I don't, I don't read beware. 
I read Befriend. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I told a friend, uh, there was a, uh, an incident at an Australian zoo uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, some poachers got into a zoo and, and killed a rhino for its horn. It was fucking horrible. Uh, but I told a friend about it, and like she, I was like, yeah, it's, it's horrible. And she's like, oh, poor puppies. I mean, rhino. <laughs> Her head just immediately went there. Um, uh, is anyone uh, excited about the new Nintendo system, the Switch? Uh, no, okay, yeah, that's about right, I figured, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't really know a whole lot about it. Uh, I've seen a couple ads, and like, uh, I think it really should be called, uh, you know, the time to go outside, nerds. Because like, every ad I've seen is, is all outside. No one's playing the Switch indoors. If you are, you're doing it wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't actually know a whole lot about it. It's much more fun to make shit up. Uh, I have seen a lot of smut based on a video game console. I, I, I wish I was making this up, but there's... Like, any time anything comes into existence online, uh, there's like 10, maybe 20,000 people who see it, and they get a boner. Exactly. Uh, and, and among all of those depraved perverts, there's at least one who has enough artistic talent to let us know that he thought that the Switch looked like a cute little dog with a lopsided face, and he wanted to put his dick in it. Um, I was, um, I was outside of a, a mic the other day in a smoke circle and we were talking about our genetic makeup. I'm, uh, I'm half uh, Persian, a quarter Mexican, an eighth Irish and an eighth French Canadian of all things. Big old mutt, uh, to keep the dog theme going. Um, uh, and this one guy, he's like, do you think all the different races cause autism? I, I have Asperger's. <laughs> I have Asperger's. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. That's as good an explanation as any, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe it's maybe this is a much simpler explanation. You know, like when I was in junior high, I saw my best friend's dick. Uh, it's probably not that. It's probably not that. But still, that was that was a little that, that was that was crazy. That was like the first time that I knew that I was probably on the spectrum because like any any anyone that you know had more common sense than me wouldn't have pulled such a dumb shit move. Like I had slept over at his house and we'd been playing uh, the original Smash Brothers the night before, and I was just so excited. I like ran upstairs and he was in the bath and I was just like, "Hey, we're playing Smash! Come on!" And of course he yells back at me, "Get the fuck out!" Uh, <laughs> anyway, I gotta get going. But uh, thanks for. Thanks for taking the time to listen to that, uh, or to, to put that another way. Now, that was the story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute. Uh, thanks for sitting there real quick, as I told you about the time I first saw my best friend's dick. I'm Stephen Massey. And in life. He's a rapper! He's a rapist, not a rapist. He's a rapist, everyone. That's Stephen Massey. Your next comedian is a lovely lady. I'm excited. I'm hoping that I'm also, I, I told you on the thing, I'm like, will you be on the show on the 15th? Fuck yeah, you will. Fuck yeah, yeah! She's going to speed it a chef on the 15th, and right now she's going to make you laugh. Everybody, it's Shelby Evans! This sensation. Thank you. Hello. Oh, speaking of depression... Um, the other day when I was hanging out with one of my guy friends, he's a comedian and he was telling me about how, um, he, uh, he takes antidepressant medication and one of the side effects to the antidepressant medication that he takes is delayed orgasm. And, it's, and I just like, I kind of called bullshit. Cause like, I think delayed orgasm is just a side effect of being a woman, not necessarily 
the medication that you're taking. I don't feel bad for you. Like that's not a side effect to me. That's, that's a good, that's a positive. Like that's just a good thing that I would experience if ever I was to sleep with you. Oh, it's going to take you a little bit longer to come. Shucks. Um, a lot of, a lot of comedians are pretty depressed people. They, they, uh, I hear a lot about the like, comedians fantasizing about killing themselves. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't fantasize about killing myself, but, um, I feel a little bit like I can relate cause I hate my job a lot. And like when I'm at work, I just, I fantasize about hurting myself a lot. Um, but that's just so I can like go home early, you know, like I hate my job so much. Like sometimes I'll be like walking down the stairs and I will genuinely think about like, what if I just, I could just dive head first. I could dive head first, just like sprang my ankle, maybe break my neck just enough to get to go home early from this job. Like, isn't that really the American dream? Like workers comp? It's not actually like welfare. It's like, it's workers comp. That's what I want. I don't think that's asking too much. Like in, in every situation while I'm at work, I'm like, I'm cutting a pastry. I'm like, I could cut my finger off right now. Wouldn't be so bad. I could cut my finger off. I would get stitches. It would heal. Wouldn't be a big deal. It would be of my shift, much less painful. <laughs> like I'll, I'll be like pulling pastries out of the oven. I'm like I could, I could seriously, I could just burn myself. Like I could burn the shit out of my arm. And that scar, it would heal, you know, that scar would heal. But the emotional scar of being at this fucking job, it never goes away. It never goes away. Anyways, I hate my job. It's a, it's a bakery. Um, Pam, we've talked about my job before. I think a lot of people love the, the place I work at. It's a famous bakery. Um, and uh, I, I don't do a good job while I'm there. I don't ever do a good job. Like, I, I thought that I was um, getting fired the other day. Uh, I was, like, I was leaving work, and my, my manager came up to me, and she was like, hey, um, before you leave, I need to talk to you. And I was like, fuck, um, they found my Twitter. Like, they found my Twitter account. And they saw all that I do is tweet about how much I hate my job and how I'm shitting in the bathroom while I'm at work, how much I hate everything about it. And they found that and now I'm done and I don't have insurance anymore. It's over. And they were like, yeah, they were like, um, we think you've been doing like a really good job and we actually we're, we w would like to give you a raise. We'd like to promote you. And I was like, fuck. I was like, I was disappointed because just for one second, I thought I had a new follower on Twitter. Like for one second, I thought someone gave the tiniest shit about my Twitter. They don't. Um, no one cares about my Twitter. Thank you for that. Uh, I have about a minute left. Let's see. Uh, I'm dating somebody new right now. It's very exciting. My ex-boyfriend. Um, so I tell him a lot of lies. But uh, I, that's what people do, right? Um, I don't know if it's just me. I, I wasn't like smart about my lies though. I wasn't like, I'm financially stable now and I, I've only been with one person. You're the best. Um, I got a little carried away and I told him that I started to do yoga uh, and that's not true. It's a, that's a lie and you find out that's a lie the first time that we have sex and he tries to take my ankle and put it up here and I just openly weep. Um, so we're not going to work out. I don't know. I, I think I'm out of time, but thank you so much. I'm Shelby. Shelby, I'm
I know. I I've actually I have dreams about the place you used to work. They're six dollar and fifty cent fucking cheese and ham croissant with real butter. Oh, I'm coming in my pants right now. Sorry, I really love pastry. Like I'm a crazy bitch for it. Oh, but not as much as I love the jokes of Shelby. Yay! Clap again. Clap. Clap, assholes, clap. Fuck you guys. All right, there we go. Getting some clapping. Going for the ladies. Did James show up yet? We haven't seen him. This is okay. Moving on. All right, your next comedian is a very funny man, and we're excited to have him here. Everybody, Mark Dittmer. Thanks, Pam. Yay. Um, all right, I want to try some uh, political humor out on you guys. Um, yeah, Trump, Trump, right? <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. I don't I don't have I don't have what it takes to make to to stick with it long enough for it to be funny. I'm not committed. I'm not committed. I'm not committed. Um all right, well other stuff. Um enough about Trump. Um I'm uh I'm thirty nine. I'm going through a midlife crisis. Um and it's that I think I might be gay. But um but I'm too homophobic to let myself be gay. Um so it's uh and and I you know, I, I like to think I'm pretty liberal, but I'm just not enough liberal to be to like get over the homophobia enough to just try it. You know, like, um, so I guess what I'm, uh, and and I would totally think that I was, and you know, the way com- how comedy is, you try this bit a, a lot of times. So like, well, how do you, you know if you're gay? Because you, you sleep with guys or not? Well, you know, the start of the time I did this bit, I hadn't, and then by the end of the time I'd done this bit a hundred times. You know, I had. But um, so just that's sort of the chronology for you if you're sort of figuring out of, you know, my my uh, awakening gayness, but um, or not, because, you know, I'm not going to change the I'm not going to change the bit, even though even though, you know, I've discovered many things about myself since I started doing the bit. uh, I'm just going to keep it as if I'm just doing it for the first time just to, you know, because it's such a good bit. I don't want to change it up as you know. Um, you can tell. Uh, there's a sideways record player hanging right over you, Stefan, and uh, that's that's kind of cool. But I I just imagined it falling off the wall and hit, hitting you. Okay. All right. I wonder if it's it's probably real. Anyway. Um. Anyway, uh, I would totally be sure I was gay, and that this was all like a plan to meet that the right guy to go home with. Except that I tend to notice that really I think I'm hoping that a girl will be impressed by the jokes about how I think I'm gay. <laughs> so I, it's, it's hard for me to tell. And I, I like, cause I like the idea of the number, like of, I like the idea of like crossing it off my bucket list, but then I'm hoping that like, then I'll just go back to being straight and like, no, you know, nothing will happen. But, but I also am kind of aware of that thought that like maybe uh, I'll try being gay and then like, you know, never like, like, you don't hear a lot about people telling like, oh, that was my gay phase, and then I came back to being straight. You know, it doesn't seem like. Um... Anyway, um, 
it, it does seem like like one thing like the big the, the hard part of going gay was like just getting over that first that first attempt like just just doing it the first time but luckily i had a, a blueprint for that because back when i was 10 or 11 when i first that was like when we everybody's like hey you're supposed to like like girls now like that was really hard too you know like oh i have to used to do that for the first time and i was like oh girls have you know i don't know i had like a whole girls have cooties thing <laughs> 10 years old yeah it, it, a little old is that yeah it's a, it's a sign it's a red flag um i'm gonna go out on um i uh i i guess uh, I, I, I am trying to meet people on, on Tinder and, uh, cause I, and I, but I also have this one other app that has the little, little location in the middle, the location signal, it's like sensing things around you. And that is a uh, Pokemon. <laughs> so, um, so for a while I thought, well, maybe it's just like, I'll meet the right person. Uh, and, and it'll be like, we'll do, we'll do Pokemon together. But then I was like wondering, and then maybe I could figure out the whole gay straight thing by just figuring out which Pokemon I would most like to fuck. As I don't, do you guys have a, any, any nominations? Pikachu? All right. Something Squirtle. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. That's my time. Squirtle! It's cute little Pokemon and squirts all the time out of his vagina mouth. Yeah. Sometimes when people say dumb shit, I'm like, I just can't understand what you're saying because it's like your cunt mouth is just flapping and I just can't see what's happening that's when i become a misogynist sometimes i deeply embody a misogynistic 60 year old man yay uh your next comedian is like the opposite of a misogynist he's the nicest guy he runs a great show every wednesday from 10 to midnight called the night space if you haven't listened to it you're a dumb fuck go to download it right now come on uh and love him up and clap wildly for arden marchetta Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Brian. Uh, mute and shit. Oh. oh, I keep doing that. Anyway, uh, it's good to be here. How's everybody doing tonight? All good? We all happy? It's happy hour. I'm going to keep this set light. Um, so we'll start with a crowd pleaser, which is the fact that uh, I'm terrible at pleasing crowds, uh, especially women. Uh, and I know this because of work, uh, because the new credit card readers... I can't, I can't be a normal human being with a female customer because I, I have to, I have to tell them how to use it. And I have to say, you can go ahead and stick it in there now. You can put it in there. You can slide it in now. No, don't put it in yet. I'm not ready. Wait, wait till I tell you. Why are you jamming it in so hard? All right, now put it in. Now, now pull it out and put it back in. Now pull it out, put it back in. All right, let's try something else. Pull it out and lick the chip. No, the the, the chip, not the strip. Lick the chip. All right, now put it back in, wiggle it around. You, you know, fuck it, give it to me. I'll do it myself. Uh, I this you know it, and ah, uh, it's very hard. It's very hard. You know, uh, what else in my life is hard? Uh, keeping jobs. Keeping jobs is difficult. I because I'm always the wrong man for the job literally like I used to do events promotion stuff and what that means in layman's terms is Arden go to a Walmart with said product and hand out free samples but we didn't have enough 
female spokespeople so they would just send me as well so i would be giving out free samples of jergens lotion to women in walmart and nobody wants some 20 something coming up to you going do you want a squirt of lo- lotion you know do you do, do you want a squirt of jergens can i pump some out for you And, and the worst part was I got, I, 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 w- I was a terrible driver. I'm from New Jersey, so I was a terrible driver. And uh, I got pulled over by the cop. And I'm trying to explain to him why I have three cases of Jergens in my back seat. And he's thinking to himself, this is either the driest human being I've ever met, the loneliest son of a bitch ever, or he's got a woman tied up in a basement somewhere. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Pam. <laughs> oh, but you know, it, not all my jobs are bad. Not all my jobs are bad. Uh, I currently make coffee for people, and it is it it. Uh, a customer told me the other day. I still get a little weepy about this. She said, "You're really good at making coffee," and I was like, "Thank you," and I got all weepy, and I was like, "Why am I so upset?" And I realized that in my 11 years of professional life, of which most were in advertising and marketing, uh, I've never had anyone tell me good job. <laughs> I've had people give me feedback like, Arden, these numbers are wrong, or Arden, this report is terrible, or Arden, why do we hire you? You know, But no one ever said, good job. So I, I think I finally found my niche, is what I'm saying. Um, I do like coffee, but I've turned into... And, and Matt can attest to this. I've turned into one of those, uh, oh, let's talk about your flavor palette and what aromas and flavors and textures you like in your coffee. Hey, I turned into one of those people. And I, I, me three years ago would punch me now in the face. <laughs> uh, but I, it just means that I truly love what I'm doing is what I'm saying. And you have to love what you do. You have to spread out love and joy. Um, Kind of like the Care Bears, who are bullshit. Uh, they don't teach conflict resolution. All they do is just love out of their hearts and conflict resolved, right? How is the, this is why the UN is fucked up, right? Because everyone's like, magic and happiness will just rain down and everything will be solved. We don't have to work through our problems, you know? And, and it's like, uh, kids today, right? I don't know about how you guys learn. I, I learn via textbooks, but the kids today, it's all iPads, right? And if you said to me when I was 16, Arden, here's an iPad. It's got 5,000 years of human history on it. Go nuts. The first thing I would do is upload 5,000 years of porn on it, right? And this is why kids aren't learning anything, because we're not giving them the good porn, okay? Like my friend the other day, he goes, Arden, who said let them eat cake? And I said, Marie Antoinette. He said, that's right. How do you know that? I said, from Let Them Eat Cock, Volume 9. (laughs) It's a very very good, historically accurate period piece. It's just phenomenal. Uh, It's it's BBC quality. It really is. Uh, And and my other friend, he said, well, if you're so smart, uh, did uh, Genghis Khan ever conquer Persia? And he said, yeah, he got all the way through Persia. And I said, how do you know that? And I said, Genghis Gangbang, volume 19. 
you know, you, you got to get through 19 volumes to go from all the way in China all the way through Persia. I mean, you know, it, come on, you know, they're all, each only two hours. I mean, you can only cover so much ground. Oh, it's like the Encyclopedia Cocktanica, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'll leave you on this. Uh, oh, man, I am uh, I'm in trouble. I work in coffee and I have no money. And so uh, my credit card company called me the other day and they said, uh, Arden, uh, did, did you mean to buy what you just bought? And I said, yeah. And they said, okay, well, we want to go through your other charges too. I said, okay. And they said, we got bar, bar, liquor store, falafel stand, bar, bar, taxi, bar, falafel stand. And I started to notice a pattern. And this wasn't a fraud investigation. Uh, it was an intervention. And that's why I quit drinking six months ago. Uh, and you've been a lovely audience. Thank you very much for the time. Give it up to your host, Pam Benjamin. Arden, you forgot the charges to the donut shop. Oh, wait, that's how they only take cash at 24th and South Venice. They're the best donut shop. Where are your donuts tonight, Arden? I didn't see any of your donuts. You didn't have time to run over to the Jelly Donut on 24th. We'll give them a free plug because they really do have delicious donuts. And they always give you an extra donut for free. Why? I don't know. And they always pretend like they know me. And I usually just go in and I'm like, I have 72 cents. How many donut holes can I get? And they'll give me 10 no matter what. They're really nice people. They're Asian. I'm assuming they're Chinese because Chinese people know what the fuck is going on with donuts. I don't know why. It's just a thing. Why? Why do Chinese people know about donuts? All right. Your next comedian isn't here, and neither is the last one. So this next one, he's here. And he's here all the time. Runs the door, hangs out. Everybody put your hands together for George Davis! I think he's outside smoking. Here, Matthew, go get George. He's smoking. He's George Davis! Sorry to, sorry to keep you guys waiting. Um, I was thinking about um, movies I used to watch back in the day, right? And um, it always cracks me up because like movies kind of come in waves and go in waves. Like right now, it's a superhero thing. And um, one that they're missing that uh, I kind of grew up with and kind of defined my sexuality in a weird way was the, uh, the psychosexual thriller. <laughs> and it was like, it always starred a woman but like the plot always centered around a guy <laughs> and like these fucking movies ran the gamut from like the biggest top hollywood stars to like the bottom is like straight to video straight to tbs softcore kind of porn movie shit you know right that probably like the um the psychosexual thrillers most two famous points like the first one is uh basic instinct right she sits down, uh, what's her, Sharon Stone, a blonde woman, and like a young blonde woman, in a major motion picture right from the man who brought you Total Recall and RoboCop. This woman goes from like this, bam, ah, no panties on in the short skirt. Bam, major motion picture, right? Biggest moment in all of that shit. The other one is like in Fatal Attraction, which is like the er psycho bitch movie <laughs> where um, it's Glenn Close and Michael Douglas 
And as if Michael Douglas couldn't get any oilier, he's cheating on his wife in this one with this psycho chick who has nothing else but murder and hate in her heart for his wife. So check that out. <laughs> oh, but anyway, oh, sorry. But anyway, <laughs> the thing that I miss, I guess, you know, there's like 50, uh, 50 pounds of gray or whatever the fuck that's like goes on nowadays and other bullshit. <laughs> And um, <laughs> all I was just thinking was how much I miss those goddamn thrillers because uh, uh, <laughs> what's so great about them is the plots. Because, like, it's always, like I said, it's about a woman, but it stars, like, Bruce Willis. <laughs> and Bruce Willis' ass has, like, a really cool best friend. Who, and Bruce Willis is a shrink. Because, you know, these fucking shrinks, man, they always dealing with these fucking nutcases out here. You know what I'm saying? And these guys have, like, these $2,000 an hour jobs with these, like, all glass window fucking offices. And, like, they deal with, like, the weirdest, most Billy Brat, one flew over the cuckoo nest fucks, like, in the world. And it's the most fun. Because half of them have, like, a weird, like, sexual proclivity. That is some, like, you know, like, I like to, like to fly off of the wall every time they land because I know they puke after they land. You're like, all right, guy, I don't even, th is that a thing, man? <laughs> it's so weird. But, um, anyway, and by the end of the line, um... It always ends up that like one of those chicks in his class is either A, the psycho chick, which it really never is because that's the MacGuffin chick, right? It always ends up with like uh, he ends up really falling in love with like the psycho chick, man, the girl that kills his best friend in the first act. It's like what's going on in these movies? But uh I just kind of feel sad that they don't have the time or proclivity to make that kind of dumb movie anymore. I don't know why. Anyway, since I got my last minute, let's just end on a, an oldie but goodie. What can Lifesaver do that guys can't, Pam? Come in five different flavors! Thank you, Pam. Yeah. Happy fucking fun time. Happy birthday. Yay. That's Joseph Davis. If you're wondering who takes cool pictures and posts them on the site, that's him. And running the door, your friend George Davis. Telling funny jokes, good times. Your next comedian is a dirty communist. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm, I'm actually a Marxist, so that's cool. And uh, today we actually talked about you. We were like, Jonathan was like, how would we say that like Gene? He's like, my, I don't know what to do with my... Pants. <laughs> Sorry, we were trying to do. We were walking across Valencia Street on 19th Street, and we were both of us trying to be your next comedian. Everybody, it's Gene Feld. Keep it going for Pam, everybody. Pam. So, I don't know. We should start with topical shit. Uh, 150 years ago, yesterday. United States has purchased Alaska from Russia. And surprise, Putin wants it back. <laughs> I say fucking give it. You know, like, like that was a good deal back then. We paid them $7 million and we got like the territory of the fifth of our continental United States. And you know, and this time, like, you know, just got another deal. He can take uh, Agent Orange and Sarah Palin. 
And I think we can do without the Eskimos. I don't know. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the movie franchise Independence Day. And um, for those of you who don't know, the first installment was in 96. And basically, the aliens attack the Earth and destroy a significant part of the population, but we survive. And then the second installment is 20 years later. And it turns out that not only we survived, but like we really thrived because we fused the, uh, the alien and human technology and we stopped all major wars. And, you know, like after I saw the sequel, I no longer thought about it as a sci-fi series. I thought about it as an option. You know? Because, um, like, we're too far up on the Maslow hierarchy. And, you know, if some event happens where, I mean, for, like, it really will work out for everybody. Because, like, you know, if you voted for Hillary, you'll be really happy that, you know, the whales will survive just fine. Um, if you voted for Trump, you'll be really happy that there's going to be like a group of beings that you can hate guilt-free. You can take out your fucking shotgun and shoot them, and a Hillary voter will give you a high five. What else do I have? So, I don't know. I think that, um, like, we're just too comfortable, you know? Like, your grandmother would not use a disposable plate. <laughs> like, there, there's no way. I mean, Pam still doesn't use disposable plates, I'm sure. Oh, I use them again and again. Then I wipe my ass. Exactly. Exactly, right? You use them again and again. That means that, like, every disposable plate, you could probably do, like, five or six things with it. Like 100 plates is basically enough for like a year and a half. Excellent. Um, I think St. Patrick's Day is very different from every Jewish holiday. And the main difference is on St. Patrick's Day, everybody wants to be Irish. <laughs> With that, thank you very much, guys. I'm Gene Feld. I think about him all the time as I try to do his accent <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and really, I want to do a Russian accent. It's just been a dream of mine. Uh, yay, Gene Feld, yay. Uh, also, we saw that your birthday was on the 21st and that you are five years older than Jonathan. And I had no idea that you, there is something about that radiation from Chernobyl that made you look so young, just so young. Your next comedian. I haven't seen him in a really long time. Uh, he's a really funny guy. You guys are going to love him. Everybody, it's Chris Vallarta. Sherry, I love you so. That's my the right mic? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I haven't been here in a while. I actually, actually quit comedy for a hot second. But it's, it's weird to say that, though, because you can't really quit something nobody asked you to do, you know? It's just like, and it's even weirder to come back to, like, I'm rehiring myself to do this. I don't know. It's weird. And, you know, I, I, I didn't 
I think quitting comedy is a lot like kind of like quitting life. Like some people are sad, but most people are a little relieved for something like, oh, one less person in the world. Overpopulation is getting cured. One less person tweeting Trump. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, you think when you, I didn't quit for a good reason. I quit to pursue my dream of being like a, a musician. So it wasn't a very smart, I didn't do it to pursue something better. I just did it to possibly something stupider. Like not, not just a musician, a, a singer songwriter with an acoustic guitar. Like in other words, just a person people skip because they don't want people to know how much of a cliche they are in the car or something, you know? Like at best, that's what I was. At worst, I would be just annoyingly irrelevant, you know? Because a lot of singers, songwriters with acoustic guitars get on Spotify and Pandora, and all you're doing is just skipping them just to get to Elliot Smith or something. You just want to get past them. But I don't know. What happened was I had to stop that because I, uh, I think my arm just was like, I'm not going to help you make shitty music, so it broke on me. <laughs> and I was like, kind of. This one, I don't know what happened. It's like nerve damage or something, and now it's like, bye-bye. Hopefully my mouth doesn't break from the shitty jokes. <laughs> um, uh, what else do we have? A lot of movie talk. Um, I noticed there was a big problem in movies is diversity, which is getting better. But it's weird because there's like a whole there's a whole century of movies that are just white people, and we can't change that. And some of them have a good excuse, you know, like Citizen Kane. It makes sense that there's no, it's about a castle. There's no black person back then is going to own a castle or something, you know. But still, they could have been like an indentured servant or something back then. So there's no excuse, Orson Welles. You could have had someone in there. Orson Welles, Orson Welles he had, did you know that he did blackface once for a movie? What? He did. Really? He played Othello wow. in blackface. Wow. That's so crazy, I know. Super crazy. Yeah, I learned that in a Shakespeare class. It's weird, I don't get blackface, because like, <laughs> what do they, do they think like, you know, if it wasn't for the skin, I'd be black as fuck. Like, do they think they're gonna trick us into thinking that they're actually, like, white is not just skin, it's like an essence, like you can smell it, like I could tell you are, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it's a good thing that trend's sort of fading out, you know, kind of. It's still happening, like, <laughs> like frat boys across the nation are still putting on blackface and stuff, which is weird, you know? It's a weird thing, because do you want, do you hate me or do you want to be me? Like, I can't tell what you're trying to do here. Like, like I don't know. Like, do they think that because they put blackface, they're all football players, so they probably think they're going to get better at it. I'm not saying that just because you're black, you're a good football player. They think that, you know. I'm, they think that. Maybe they also want a bigger dick. Again, they think that, not me. I bet you're good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Asian. I'm not Asian. I'm wearing Asian face. I'm not Asian. I was born, <laughs> even though my parents do think I am Asian, I was born like this. I, was, I don't know what happened. I was just born like, fuck, that hurt birth. And I just, I don't know. Uh, that was probably the worst thing I've ever said. Uh, <laughs> um, anything else? No, you guys, thank you for your time. Thank you. all colors to all people doesn't matter he's beige your next comedian is another funny dude we're excited james mara still hasn't showed up has he you haven't seen him 
Well, just so you guys know, James Mara has a great open mic tomorrow, which is Saturday and every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. So definitely hit him up for that. We have five open mics a week now here at Mutiny Radio. So that's Monday, 6 to 8, Joke Workshop. Tuesdays, 8 to 10, 6, that open mic. Wednesday, 8 to 10 is Trish and Dan Face Oblivion. You're here right now for the happy hour on Fridays from 6 to 8. And then on Saturdays, we have from 4 to 6, James and Austin's Cool Show. So please... Hit us up five nights a week for open mic comedy. We're almost like the brainwash. Almost. Your next comedian is... I, I wish I had something to say with almost, because he is a real comedian. I was going to almost a real comedian, but that's not true, because he's a real comedian. Everybody clap your hands like you haven't clapped before for Jake Anderson! <laughs> How much time do I get up here? Four minutes, perfect. Okay, honk you, you have a minute. That's a minute, perfect. If That's I, the... If you're killing, I won't honk you. <laughs> All right. Four is perfect. That's exactly how much material I have prepared. Uh, I'm excited to be here. This is my first time in San Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I just drove up from L.A. Uh, I rented a car, drove up PCH. And that was incredible, fantastic experience. I don't regret it at all. Uh, one thing that surprised me, being from rural Minnesota, I was surprised at how fast people are willing to go on PCH. Because uh, at 65, most of the way, I was going about 75, 80. That felt right. And I really kind of enjoyed it when people would pass me on the left going about 95, right? Weaving their way through traffic. Because it's sort of like they're saying to everybody, here, let me have this speeding ticket. You, you all can have the next one. I'm taking this one. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be. Thanks. All right, there's no good way to... No one drives cars in San Francisco. There's no good way to pivot to this next one, so I'm just going to put it out there. How much anal sex do you think the average NFL fan would tolerate on field mid-game before they gave up on football entirely? Like, kind of a lot, I think. Kind of a lot, right? Like, let's just say, for example, who's uh, San Francisco's quarterback? Does anyone know? No, it's not still Kaepernick, is it? All right, all right, all right, all right. Tom Brady, let's just say Tom Brady. If Tom Brady were to walk up, not every snap, just every once in a while, every few snaps, if you were to walk up and like sensually roll down his center's pants and give him like a hut one, hut two, hut three, and then snap it, people would still check the score, I think. I'll give you another example. Let's say the NFL were to implement a new rule that's like once every quarter, everyone on the field has to stop what they're doing and start fucking for like a minute. And then they can get back to what they're doing. The NFL would lose some casual fans, right? Some people who are, who are like, you know, I was never really that into this. Sort of looking for a reason to stop watching. You know what? This is perfect. I'm out. I don't need this anymore. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the really hardcore fans would have to keep watching because it's too much a part of their life now, right? And I mean, what are they gonna do? 
not go to the games? They already bought season tickets. That's not an answer. It's just a waste of money at this point, right? And like the guy in the front row end zone seats with like the shoulder pads that he brought from home and attached spikes to and the black and silver face paint and like the little nipple rings that look like mini footballs, he's still going to be there. He's probably not going to be super thrilled about the direction that the NFL has taken. Then again, he could be because I don't know him, right? He could find his seat, sit down, look up and go, oh, finally, thank God the NFL took that next logical step. It's been around 96 years. They just stopped playing grab ass and got bound to business, right? Uh, in reality, he's probably just going to be sitting there muttering to himself, right? This is obscene. This has no place in professional football. Whatever happened to a little bit of subtlety in the NFL? Am I right? But as soon as the game back, back, the game is back on, he'll be up out of his seat cheering for his team, right? Let's go Raiders! Let's go Raiders! Let's go there, fucking again. Guess I'll just get a beer. Wait this one out. All right, that's all I had. Thanks, everybody. Yay, Jake Anderson! I'm so glad my boyfriend is a Raiders fan because that's how I know he's capable of unconditional love. Your ne- that's actually a Nicole Turley joke, so I don't mean to steal it from her, but it is a Nicole Turley joke, and it is very funny. Oh, hey, all right. Your next comedian, well, he's a funny guy. You know, he's, um, some call him quirky, not just because he rides roller skates all the time, but for many other reasons. He's a very funny man, and you guys are going to love, maybe he'll be political tonight. He seems to be doing it all the time, because one of his orange brethren is 45. Uh, hey, everybody. Clap your hands like you've never clapped them before for Matthew Quirk. Uh, I, I got to say, I'm really thrown off. I wanted to talk about some blue stuff, maybe some ginger stuff. But now a kid just rolled in, man. What's with the minors here? I it's a, it's okay. A... He speaks primarily Spanish, Open so he isn't going to understand most of the things you say. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you guys, by the way, do not associate me with Trump. Orange. He's orange. I'm ginger. That's not. He's fake. I'm real. Um, anywho, we'll get to him later. So I don't know guys, have you heard the latest from science, right? Finally, science is paying back in spades as far as I'm concerned. People are always asking me, I'm, I'm fucking 49 years old. And they're like, oh, how do you stay so spry? And, you know, and finally, science has an answer. It turns out that looking at breasts extends your life. Guys, I've been nailing it this whole time. Man, all those awkward stares have finally been worth it. It's, it's not just science, it's evolution, right? It backs my story why I can do this. And finally, man, must be 5'9 can suck it, right, man? Those guys are all going to die early. I'm at breast level. I got nothing else to look at. This is just encouragement. Wait for the, the seating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway... So that boom, huh, with that one? Uh, anyway, maybe some crowd work. Where are you from? Honduras. Honduras, right, on. That was not my, you know, I wouldn't have guessed that. I figured you'd be like around the corner, like you're from the mission right here, right? Or Petrero Hill. Welcome. You're welcome. All right. Uh, let's see. So, 
Now I'm pro- Oh, I'm getting heckled by the one guy I invited to this thing. This is getting This is getting better. This is getting sweet. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about politics, right? We've been, you know, we were in that post-racial America with Obama. Thank God that's over, am I right? Now we're, now we're back in racist Trump America, right? Yeah, but I figured he was bringing us back like make America great. Well, when was America great? Well, it was great for Trump in the 80s when he was still young and handsome and everyone, no one knew his foibles, right? But he's not, man, with, uh, with the latest Cole thing, he's bringing us back to the 1880s when America was really great, right? We're the Saudi Arabia of the world with the coal. You ever guys hear of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania? Right? Yeah. That place used to be the richest city on earth because of coal. Now it's a bum-fucked flood zone, man. Man, 1880s, bringing it back. Coal mining. Fuck solar power and tidal and wind. We're going back to coal. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. And speaking of back, back, you know, when I hear a name like uh, Shalandra Quay or Shalandra Quan, you know, that's like, a, that's like a black name, right? But when I hear a name like Kellyanne, like Kellyanne Conway, that's a meth name. Yeah. That is a meth. You get that one? <laughs> international. That has international power, that joke. Yeah, crystal methamphetamine girl. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a narco traficante, if that's what you're wondering. Anyway, uh, yeah, crystal meth. Man, she got the hair of a meth head. She's got the skin of a meth head. She talks like a meth head. Good teeth, though. She does not have the teeth of a meth head, right? You got to give credit where credit's due. But anyway, she's so... So she started coming up with this thing that, like, uh, the Trump administration was being spied on by the Obama administration using microwaves, right? And, and not, like, microwaves like some ray gun from, like, 007. Like, the actual box in your kitchen, right? Man, I told you she was on meth, right? Who needs more proof than that? I mean, we've all heard some guy say that exact same thing to a lamppost right here in the mission, right? That's like a great equalizer for all us San Franciscans. No? Anyway. All right, well, I've been honked, and I better get out of here before. All right, thank you. Matthew Quirk, beloved, beloved by everyone tonight. You know what? We're in a ginger rock block right now. That is some exciting fucking shit. It's a ginger rock block. We got to get these two guys to fuck in a closet later because that's how they're going to forward their own species. You're going to love your next comedian. I love her naked pictures on Facebook. Everybody put it together for Alyssa Westerlund. I blame my mother, um, you know, because she, she used to always tell me I had a sexy back. And uh, anyway, she's a massage therapist. She's touched a lot of bodies. You know, you got to trust your mom. She knows about this stuff. So I knew I had that. I had a sexy back. Anyway, and then I decided that wasn't cool enough. So I started telling dumb jokes to dumb people. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I not supposed to mention that we're all assholes? Um, we're just, we just suck. We are the worst people, the largest virus. Oh, thanks. These are actually my period pants. Um, sorry, I don't, I don't do yoga, okay? Yoga's for assholes. 
and uh, and uh, really just dumb. Oh, they're even dumber than we are. I don't know. The people who do yoga, man, what kind of jerk needs to pay someone else to so they can stretch, right? Like, you kind of, what kind of jerk? It's like, I can stretch right now. I'm not paying anyone for this. It's just good. Okay, what do I want to talk about? I'm not gay, you guys. I'm really not gay. No, whatever. I'm not here for you. Um, I, uh, you apparently were not Facebook friends, buddy. Uh, you wouldn't need to ask me any questions. You would already know. I'm not going to describe my naked back to you. Um, you know, I'd rather just flash you at that point, but I'd need like 50 bucks. Um, I don't do anything for free, okay? This is a capitalist society. Right? If I can't charge you $50 to flash you, I don't know what's happening anymore. We're just socialists. I don't know. Everything has become... Anyway, I'm not gay. I am not gay. I, I am not straight. I am not bi. I'm just really horny. Um, I, I have a hard time explaining this to people because I tell them... I'm, it's, this is really hard with the kid here, but it's fine. He needs to know one day. <laughs> Figure he should probably see a cunt or hear a cunt before he sees one. This is a two-in-one deal. He gets to see and hear one. Um, But no. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, first look. No, Uh, it's C-U-N-T, O-R-G-Y. No. Anyway, so the whole gay thing, I just. He's okay. He's learning stuff. I just, that was bad. Probably shouldn't have given him the spelling. Okay. Okay. Why I am not a mother. Okay. If anybody ever wondered why I'm 31 years old, I don't have children. That's the reason. Also, I would probably accidentally kill it. They're very soft at that beginning age. They're very soft. I just, I don't know. I just can't see it going well. I get nervous when I'm around children. Uh, They like me a lot. You know, because I look like one of them. But these young boys, you got to watch out. They're always trying to grab girls' boobs. They just act like it's no big deal. All my friends' kids are always trying to cop a feel. It is a big deal. You can't do that. No touching of the boobs. Okay? After four years old, you can't get away with that. Okay? Four-year-olds, it's fine. But after four, you just don't do that. Anyway, what else do I really want to talk about? Yeah, I'm 31 years old. I have no job, you guys. I haven't had a real job for the last three years, and I've managed to live in the Bay Area. So you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's freaking crazy. Uh, So what I do now is I tell everyone, uh, I don't like to talk about what I do, so I just tell everyone I'm a prostitute, uh, because that's easier than explaining what I actually do, you know? It's easier than telling people I'm a comedian, right? Um, Because if you tell people you're a prostitute, they just want to know if you can juggle, and I can't. Um, Yeah, exactly. Juggle what? (laughs) Innuendo. But you tell people you're a comedian, and then they just want you to say something funny, right? And I just did. I just. Okay, thank you very much. Melissa Westerlund. Hang around and you'll get to hear her on the roast. The birthday roast of Jonathan Moore coming up here at 8 o'clock on Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Really excited for her set. Right now, your next comedian. Wow, she is a powerhouse of awesomeness. She uh, has her own show every Saturdays from 2 to 4. It's called Friends with Genefits. If you don't know her, you should become her friend because you can have those Genefits, if you know what I'm saying. Hilarious lady, clap your hands in an incredible slappy-like motion for Jen Eros! Hey, Mutiny! Hello! 
Is anybody ready for April Fool's Day? Yeah. You better be. You've had since November 8th. It's April Fool's year, man. It just bled on over. It hasn't quit. So, in honor of that, I'm going to take off my daddy's hat. I know, it's very sentimental, but for today... Oh, wow. I got to work on character. This this is going to be in front of the Seroptimus tomorrow, this look. Not the words. They can't listen to my words. I don't know, people. You like? Yeah, it's great. Yay, everybody, let me hear you. So instead of just sad old jokes you guys have heard and he shouldn't hear, uh, <laughs> one of these days, one of these days you can just make sure your parents have a fund set aside, not for school, not for college, but for therapy, okay? <laughs> just make sure they're planning in advance and you just use that. Make them your B-I-T-C-H. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know who else is like, is it hot in here? I know, it's no joke, global warming, I mean melting ice caps and skinny polar bears, what the hell, my globals are warming every day. My bosom buddies, my comedic duo, my Laurel and Hardy, they never have the same point of view. My friend was getting measurements for my outfit, I'm like, yeah, one nipple goes down 13 inches, the other goes down 14, make sure it's the right one. <laughs> but she's got this great costume for me. You can see this is the skirt, I'm not gonna put it all on here because I'd have to strip too. Anyway. I just wanted to get you guys kind of in a clap. Can you do this for me? Clap, clap, clap. You can clap. I'm just holding a book, so there you go. Global warming doesn't bother me. Vote for nuclear winter and cuddle up to me. Global warming, I don't give a frack. We've taken all the oil, we've taken all the oil, but coal will give it back. No more schools, no streets for us to cross. Now we can grovel to Betsy DeVos. If you hated going anyway, get your kids to teach you how to pray. Well, education is just for the elite. All the other kids can play out in the street. The life they will have won't overly compete. Only you can prevent forest fires. So cut down all the trees and buy bigger tires. Who needs clean water when oil floats your boat? If under attack, you can burn the castle boat. Thank you. It's a matter of perspective, people. Don't let them get you down. But absolutely, tomorrow, they're going to have parades of fools out in the streets. Everybody that didn't show up for the Women's March, the No Wall, No Ban, I'm telling you, if they aren't out there, they're really the fools. So anyway, have a great day. Bye. How about you, Jen Arrows, everyone. Listen to Friends with Jennifer's every Saturday from 2 to 4. If you know what's good for you and you want to have a good time with your life. All right, your next comedian. I don't know what's going to happen, but what we have coming up is Trump Rabies. Find that Trump Rabies! Without the sunshine Why'd you have to turn up all that sunshine?
I had all the answers, and then life raped me of all the questions. Or how I stopped worrying and learned to love our Fuhrer, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, hire me as your sex apprentice. Who cares how high the rent Putin pays on your booty is? I want to give birth to Trump babies. I want to itch with Trump bread scabies. I'm running crazy in the streets with Trump political rabies. Oh, Donald, take me away from rabble who ignore erotic undertones of your babble because you speak in a tortured ideological scrabble while the media mangle and grope and grapple. Listening to you is like hearing Adam eat the apple spraying juice all over himself like... Mango Snapple! Don't build a wall between your heart and mine, you Republican queen. I promise me raping you is just a dream. It's true, I do want to immigrate into you, you sexy man! Don't worry, I'm 100% not Mexican. So don't whip that thing out again. Oh, my Donald Trump. I want to finger and stroke that dead yellow animal taxidermied and entombed on your head while we lie in the Waldorf Astoria presidential suite's bed. When Congress hears of our passionate thrills, I'm sure they'll have Goldman Sachs pay our room service bills. Your politics are heinous. And your policies pain us. But I want your maniacal rhetoric shoved up my anus. <laughs> it won't hurt for long. Less than a decade of Donald Trump tears. At most, eight years of realized Donald Trump fears. So, Donald, fuck us in your fits of fascism. Piss on us with your wit and wisdom. Choke us with your words until we're sick. Donald Trump, you suck. So why not, my dick? That was beautiful. That was some that was some spoken word comedy poetry awesomeness that someday people will find in an alien an alien race will come down and be like, what was going on in 2017? And they will they will listen to that and say, Oh wow, 
they were so dumb still. Like, wow. It was great. No, not that you were dumb, just that Trump is dumb. And you're, you, were, you had an amazing rap. That was super awesome. And he rhymed the whole thing. He's, he's a poet, and he knows it. Everybody again for Trump rabies. Yay! Oh. We have one last comedian here for you on the joke happy hour thingy-mabobs. He's also going to be on the next show that's going to be uh, the birthday roast of Jonathan Moore, but he's going to do some jokes for you right now. You're going to love him. He used to ride a skateboard because he used to be a cool person, but now he's just drunk. Gee, I, st- you know, I can still get down. I just don't do it as often. But yeah, y'all, I was, you know, give it up for Trump babies, y'all. That was fucking, that was dope, dude. I didn't know whether to laugh or be scared, dude. I felt like I was back at church, dude. That was fucking dope. I feel inspired. Uh, I don't know. I've been like, uh, I've been working on myself this year. I've been getting up trying to change my life one day at a time. I've been reading the paper every morning because I've been getting up before my neighbors. And I've been learning some stuff, dude. I've been learning a lot. Been learning a lot. Been reading a lot about how the government is watching us through our phones and smart televisions. Oh my God, my friends are paranoid. They think the government, they're scared that the government is watching them do drugs and have sex. I'm scared. The government is watching me freestyle rap. Ah! I feel like that's how they're going to get me, dude. If I ever try to run for office like mayor or governor and try to shake things up with legislation, they're going to drop an unreleased mixtape. <laughs> right? They're going to have that clip of me using the words bitches and hoes. Yeah. And the only defense I'm going to have is that nothing rhymes with the word woman. Everything rhymes with bitches and hoes. I feel like they're going to get me like that. I feel like they are going to get me by some whack-ass lyrics that I dropped, dude, where I rhymed the word miracle with lyrical. Oh, my God. They're going to take out my street cred. Whatever. (laughs) It's it's tough times we're living in. (laughs) Colin Kaepernick can't get a job because he sat down during a song that nobody knows the words to. Is that so wrong? That's what I do at the club every weekend, dude. I mean, <laughs> if there's some little Uzi going on or some future, I'm sitting down at the bar. But once they start playing some TLC, I'm fucking going out there. Yeah. Chasing some waterfalls. Yeah, That's silly. <laughs> Lisa left, I love us. The triple L, baby. On Cesar Chavez Day, nonetheless. Oh, you know what? Today was payday. Not only did I have to go to work, the fucking bank was open. It's like, they don't respect our holidays? What kind of shit is that, dude? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Life is going okay. I, uh, I try to make myself feel better by watching reruns of Saved by the Bell. Yes. Right? And things are going good. But then I got to that episode where A.C. Slater found out he was Mexican and it just ruined his day. That was a hard episode to take. I wish I could just go back and hop through that screen and give him a hug and be like, A.C., it gets better, dude. 2017, they finally put Mexicans in a Star Wars movie, y'all. Why you don't even give a fuck? That's because they put white people in every movie, dude. There's a movie about the great 
Uncle John, it's starring Matt Damon, dude. <laughs> but they finally put Mexicans in Star Wars, dude. The first Star Wars movie, first one came out in the 70s. That shit took place in a cantina. Not one Mexican in that motherfucker. Come on, Hollywood. They had dudes hiding from intergalactic bounty hunters, but they couldn't find one dude hiding from La Migra. <laughs> Oh my God, I've been doing that joke for about a month now and I've been getting online nerds just trolling me. They're like, oh, what about Chewbacca? They called him Chewie, he was probably Mexican. That's <laughs> fucked up. That is fucked up. Why do they gotta pick the hairy guy that doesn't speak English? <laughs> my name's Dro and I've been mildly racist. You're in my arms. Dro! What a great way to close out the happy hour. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we're going to be back with Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse at 8 o'clock. It's the birthday roast of Jonathan Moore, if you know who that guy is. Uh, he's not a comedian, but people, we're going to make fun of him. Yay. Until then, uh, we're going to play my newest rap song that I made. These are all quotes from our 45th president. He's a piece of shit. And this is a rap song I made about him. So enjoy that and then commercials and we'll be back at 8 o'clock with another show. Thanks everybody for being here on Happy Hour. Yay! That is incorrect. Actually, Alex. We're going to see what happens uh, here. We're going to bring up, uh, we're going to start with a little uh, West Coast gangster rap in the background and we're gonna see we're gonna see what happens god i'm gonna love this already yeah it's gonna be a good one (laughs) is it going it should be going it should be we should be hearing it and i do oh can you put four up yep there we go here we'll start it over okay here we go here we go these are Ariana Huffington is unattractive, both inside and out. What? I fully understand why her former husband left her for a man. What? For a man? For a man? For a man? For a man? Huffington, Huffington is unattractive, both inside and out. I fully understand why her former husband left her for a man. He made a good decision. Making good decisions. 45, making good decisions. 45, are you still alive? Making good decisions. Meryl Streep, one of the most overrated actresses in Hollywood. Doesn't know me but attacked last night at the Golden Globes. Uh Uh-uh. She's a Hillary flunky who lost big. She's a Hillary flunky who lost big for the hundredth time. I never mocked a disabled reporter. showed him groveling when he totally changed a 16-year-old story that he'd written in order to make me look bad. <laughs> bad. Sad. Just more dishonest media. Oh, Just fake news. Fake news. We made a good decision. Did we make a good decision? I said no. I didn't make a good decision. What if I don't so good decision. What if I Can you imagine what outcry would be if Snoop Dogg's failing career and all had aimed and fired a gun at President Obama? How? Jail time. Jail time. 
jail time. Negroes, jail time. Jail time. Snoop Dogg. Oof, oof, oof. Any negative polls are just fake news. Just like CNN, ABC, NBC polls in the election. Sorry, people want border security and extreme vetting. Turn my mic on. Want for security and veterans for the five lives. Just must more dishonest media. Just more very dishonest media. Fake news. I will build a great wall. I will build a great wall. And nobody builds walls better than me. I said nobody builds walls better than me. Believe me. Believe that. I will build a great wall. A great wall. And no one builds walls better than me. And I'll build them very inexpensively. I will build a great wall. The great wall. Big great wall. Not China. And nobody builds walls better than me. Definitely not China, China. you see. I will build a great wall. A great wall. Believe me, and I'll build them very inexpensively. China. And I will make Mexico pay for that wall. Oh, Mexico gonna pay? Nah, not today. Mark my words. Uh, not today. Mark not my words. <laughs> this no. is this is my favorite quote. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. Rape? What? No. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're rapists. And they're criminals. Like the over office. And some, I assume, are good people. There we go. Oh. Yay! Yay! We did it again. Awesome. We did it again. Oh, Another winner. Did you know we were rapists? No, we aren't rapists. We're rapists. We're rapists. We're rapists. By the way, this is not, this was just all improv too. It, improv. Yeah, we just read it. We just found good news. We're going to do this every week. We're going to find something ridiculous and just read the quotes because they happen to rhyme sometimes in their own stuff. Dude. Like the inexpensive with the meat. It all worked. It's, it, it, oh my God. This, oh, this administration is so stupid. It's so bad. Okay. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives. Smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com.
This is Tussle Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door and promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal 
SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Run!